Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the mind of the fox. Welcome back to the mind of the fox show. I'm the host, Norah the Healthy Hoodlum. So last episode, we talked about FU45, but like I said, we put the spin on it. It's Forgiveness University. So we're moving into the new spirit in our new lives with positivity, no hate, no negativity. So um, today, I felt like, you know, all this stuff I've been touching about, all the stuff in the world, we need God. Something on me was just like, it's time to touch on God a little bit. So this episode is just... Me talking about, I believe God is looking for new modern day heroes to almost not rewrite the Bible, but show people the Bible in modern day time. Let's talk about it. So if you've been listening to some of my messages or my episodes, I don't even know why I said, me- I said messages because I'm a, you know, life coach and motivational speaker. So I'm always putting out messages. But um, if you listen to some of my podcasts, you know, I definitely, like I said, touch on God and I believe in God. I come from the Christian background. So the Bible is one of them books that I have. I ain't gonna say I read extensively, like every single page, but I have read my scripture. I, I went in depth in, you know, to a lot of scriptures. I, like I, said, I haven't read every single word, so I won't say that. But I do know enough about certain things where I can give my opinion and hopefully my opinion can have you spark some some energy and some life force into your life. Because um, I look at the Bible. This is just me. Once again, my what humble opinion the Bible, you believe what you want to believe about it, right? I'm not going to go that deep on this episode. But if you just look at the Bible as another book and a book full of parables. Now, parables, if you don't know, those are stories. Stories, you know what I mean, can be whatever you want them to be, whether they fictitious or real or non, you know, fiction or fiction, non-fiction, um, either fiction or non-fiction, you know what I mean? So you, do, you you decipher that. But there are some good books that are made up that you can get a lot of knowledge and wisdom from, right? So let's not go there with it. But for me, they're parables. They're nice stories. And all of them are not are not nice stories, but they are stories to help to me motivate, inspire, and to give you hope. Now, I know hope is one of them things. It's dangerous. Hope can be dangerous as fuck because it could lead to your demise because you're hoping so much for something that never happened and it almost turned you crazy, you know. But or just in simply in, in in terms of you know you're you're hoping for your situation to change. And it doesn't. And then from there, you lose hope. So hope is a very dangerous thing. Um, But to me, I don't care what walk of life you're in, unless you're atheist. If you're atheist, then you're probably not listening to my podcast or rocking with me because I do believe in a higher power. So I don't know. So but unless you're atheist, then, of course, it doesn't apply. But whatever walk of life you're in, no matter if you believe in God, the universe, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, whatever it doesn't matter at some point they all preach or teach hope and faith faith is another thing for hope if you ask me but it's a lot deeper because you're not hoping for it but you have the faith that it will manifest and come true so faith right faith hope whatever you want to say is up to you to me then parables give you faith to you know help you get through your situation now here is the divide i do wholeheartedly agree and i say this a lot them biblical times ain't got shit on these days now. What I mean by that, this, uh, oh, I was just going to say iPhone because I'm on an iPhone right now. But this phone device that we have, you know, this technology, 
Whew, it's put us in a way different time frame. Now, yes, the Bible is supposed to be a book of, you know, for the test of all time. But I'm going to be honest and say, you know, Abraham and them, you know, how they say you got to have the faith of Abraham. Abraham was the the, the pillar of all our faith. Um, they didn't have to deal with all the shit we had to deal with. Now, yeah, they had to deal with their own problems and stuff. But I'm just saying it's it's harder than ever to really just really know who you are because you have so many forces from the outside telling you what to think, what to do, what to eat, what to say, what, how to move, what to drive, what to wear, etc. Right. So. I always will say that, that these times now are just, they're wild. This is wild, wild west, boy, right? But here's the beautiful part. If you can find the faith of one of those biblical heroes, your life would be a lot better. Because it will give you not something to like, oh, look forward to, but it can put you in that, okay, if it happened for them, it can happen for me. Now, some parables... They're out there. They're out there. And it's up to you to believe what you believe. But even the ones that are super out there just makes me push the bar with God and be like, okay, if you did that kind of miracle in that day and age, then you got to be able to do one in this day and age. But that's the thing about miracles, too. God does miracles according to the season. So, like, the kind of miracles that they needed back then, we don't need now. Like, okay, so let's just get into it. I believe God is looking for, like, people to like i said not rewrite the history book but use their story to bring the bible i guess you can say alive again re-resonate modern day with the bible and we're that we're that bridge our lives and our faith are that bridge so for me um I, well i always tell my clients the people i'm working with who are in the biblical realm or not just my clients anybody that are you know it, faith is being tested you have to pick one biblical figure if not multiple that you can resonate with so you can actually in, empower them it's almost like they're you know they're our ancestors if you could take them and in, in your actual ancestors that through your lineage that you know of that's some powerful life force you already are a powerful life force but you have ancestors that came behind you that are, are still pushing for you to do well like their lives were created so we can now live the lives we have you know what i mean so if you think of it that way you can be like okay my ancestor went through this i can get through this no it's not this you know you know tick for tap but it's similar you know what i mean so there are four characters of the bible that i kind of resonate with um moses noah joseph and job now, each one of their stories, of course, I, you know, I can pick certain aspects of their stories and be like, man, that fits me and what I'm supposed to do, what I need to do, how I need to rock and move. Um, and, and like I said, it's not no tick for tat, but it just helps me level up my faith almost and be like, okay, God said to have the faith of a mustard seed, but yeah, it has to be a lot bigger than that. But all you need is the faith of a mustard seed. But to, to make them big, big miracles happen, you need crazy faith. You know what I mean? So let's start with, I guess you can say Noah. Why I resonate with Noah is he had to build the ark and I always tell this story. I want you to just imagine, you know, maybe year one, everybody was supportive. Like, okay, I, 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 we don't know what's coming, but you say we need to build, let's build. If they say it took, I believe, like hundred and some years to build, like I said, I'm, you know, the timeline in the Bible kind of gets me because some people live the 400 years, but rightfully so, it could have been true back in that day based off their life expectancy and the things that they were doing. Of course, we're not living the 400 years with our fat asses and Uber Eats and shit, and nowadays, uh, no. But so it could have been possible. I don't know. But no, they say it took hundred some years to build. 
I promise you by year two, three, four, five, six, seven, keep going. The people around him, not only did the help start to diminish, I know in him, he started to lose some stuff. You're building something, a boat for water, AKA you've never seen according to that time, right? Um, so just think of that. Really put yourselves in that, that area of this of today's world. Maybe you're building a business. Maybe you're trying to build um, um, a marriage or you're trying to build whatever. Maybe you're trying to be the first in your family to do something and you get all this ridicule because nobody has never seen it done. Right. And that's why I, I kind of resonate with him because I'm building this coaching business, this life coaching business, but also a lot of other side businesses um, as well. And nobody in my and nobody in my realm of, of where I come from has gotten rich off of actually helping other people become better. That's literally the premise of my whole career is to help you become the best version of you. And yeah, I get a dollar for it. I'm I'm, huh? I'm a monetize off of it. But the end result is you becoming the best. You know what I'm saying? Most of the people in my walks of life typically got rich by doing negative or wrapped in or trying to be a ball. You know what I mean? Me actually trying to help people and heal and, and push uh, uh, healthy eating habits and, and push your mind. That don't that that's not a sexy, attractive thing to go into to try to build. But what people don't understand is when I started this probably what seven years ago. God told me to go out there. I started out as Fit Pride. That was my first little, uh, I guess you could say, uh, I, it wasn't an official company, but I was like my first little branding I was doing. I'm a lion. Fit Pride. I want everybody to be fit, part of the pride. You got to take pride in yourself. That branched off into the Healthy Hoodlum, and now I'm pushing Healthy Hoodlum Consultants. And, and, and literally, it's a whole thing. I'm about to come out with Heal Thy Hood. I mean, Heal Thy um, Hoodlum Foundation. It's taking on its own walk of life, right? So it's one of the things where I'm building something no one else is, is even, you know, worried about because they're like, what's the aftermath of it? Well, the rain supposedly that Noah was going to get, the rain that we're going to get in this day and age is, is what we're getting. We're in a very dark, evil time where we need a boat. You need, some, you need someone, let's say you're about to drown and I come by with my boat and inspiration and motivation and all my goodness and I'm like, hey, here's a life vest. Come on, get on my boat, man. You know what I mean? So I'm building stuff that no one is trying to see possible. I'm trying to become a millionaire. Tony Robbins, no disrespect to him. He gets a million dollars for coaching. I believe I'm up there with Tony Robbins, not necessarily up there with all the knowledge and stuff, but my story is so impactful. Like, if I just go through the ins and outs of all the things I've been through, you'll be like, wow, wow, just, wow, you're, 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 you're blessed and amazed and to still be standing here, like, just wow, you know what I mean? So, I'm building and building and building and taking all the ridicule, but I'm preparing. I'm putting every nail in by myself and I don't care. I got to the point of my journey where I put enough nails in these boards where I don't care who believes no more to the point where I'm going to make it happen because I believe. I was watching Transformers and he was like, it was part two. And he went when he had the pixie dust and you ain't seen it, whatever. But he was like, and uh, Megan Fox was like, how you going to know it's going to work? And Shia LaBeouf was like, because I believe. And she was like, well, well, why you know? Because I believe. That's all it takes sometimes is just you believing. That's it. So I'm building my boat, and some of y'all know us need to go build y'all boats. You know what I mean? And just if God told you to go build, you go build. And when the day comes or when the rain comes and that storm comes, you got your rainy day money, a.k.a. your boat to survive off of. You feel me? So I resonate with Noah. I also resonate with Moses. One, he had a speech impediment, too. He used to stutter. I've said it many of times, 
I, I, I don't stutter much now, but you if you catch me, you, you, I don't I won't go into a full like stutter, but I'll just stop myself real quick from talking and then hurry up and think of a new word or I can't say a word correctly. You know what I mean? My, my uh, grammar or diction and, and what it should be. I know a lot of words. I just don't know how to pronounce them. Leave me alone. But me and him kind of got that together. Um, and just the thing where he had to kind of like open the sea and help, you know, people ex escape. I feel that's kind of my journey where God sent me first to kind of be the the leader, the, 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 the leader of the pack to make my path so the people behind me, not necessarily younger, but just people trying to live a better, healthier, wiser, more conscious life could could do that by just, just literally just walking in my footsteps. I'm literally setting the path for you to become your best self and all you got to do is literally just kind of watch me become my best self. I ain't saying you got to do what I got to do, but I'm just saying I'm making it easier by going through the trials and tribulations. One, I lost the weight by myself, 240 pounds. So if you need to lose 40 pounds, just look at my journey and go, well, if that brother can lose 240, I know I can lose 40. You know what I mean? So I'm a, I'm a Moses in a sense of I have to part the Red Sea and kind of kind of do my powers. And, and it's God powers. I ain't going to say it's my powers. My spirit using God's divine powers and whatnot and using my gifts to keep the, the waters open while people, you know, safely get to the shore. And then, you know, how to pretty much the um, children of Israel had to follow the different. Um, it was a fire by night and like a different cloud by day to let them know where they're going to be. I'm definitely in that season of my life where these last year and a half, God has placed me in a few places where I was like, I did not see myself going here, but I needed to be in them places. So I resonate with Moses because I'm about to save a whole bunch of people by just saving myself. Then we have Joseph, Mr. Joseph. I really resonate with his story because at 17, both our lives changed. 17, that's when he got sold into slavery and his brother tried to do him dirty and all that. But at 17, I dislocated my knee and that pretty much changed everything about me from who I am, how I was thinking, how I was moving. It became a handicap, right? It was something that, yeah, I ain't going to say, yeah, okay, I will say it is my fault. But at the end of the day, it was something divine that needed to happen because I had to go through that and, and almost now use that burden to help people, like I said, get over their stuff. So 17, I, I resonate with Joseph, but also because I see visions. <sighs> it's hard. You know, I, you know, but okay. I stumbled there only because when you say you're a visionary and people, oh, would you think you psychic? No, I didn't say I was motherfucking Miss Cleo. I didn't know. Call me now. If I would trust me, if I had them kind of powers, I'd be rich as shit. I mean, trust me. But no, I have visions far as like, I will close my eyes at times and see and feel things that have not happened yet. I can't see the full picture of it, but I can see an outcome. So, well, I, I guess I can see an outcome. I can't see the full picture of the outcome and I can't see the steps leading up to it. That's the dangerous part of, of, of being a visionary. And that's where Joseph got in trouble. He spoke his visions too soon. I, I can definitely resonate with that. I've spoken some big visions to the wrong people that subconsciously tried to sabotage me because I was going to be bigger than them. You know what I mean? And I've learned it. People sometimes definitely hate when you are going to put them in position when they thought they was going to put you in position or maybe they doing better than you right now. So they think, oh, how you go help me? You just wait and see when the famine comes and you come knocking on my door talking about we need some bread. But um, 
I resonate with Joseph just because how he got sold into slavery. Once he got back in on his feet, he thought he was doing well. He had Potiphar house. Potiphar wife was on some bush, you know, put talking about he trying to do some things to her. Got my man put back in jail. And I'm just like, I've, I've been there where the highs and lows where I'm doing good. I'm not doing street stuff. I made a conscious effort of to not touch dirty money, do good. I didn't touch a little clean money. I had two cars. And then God was like, nope, back to prison. You go. Like he like he'll let you touch a little bit and you like, wait, why you let me touch that nice lifestyle? And, you know, I'm doing cool, having fun. And then you put me back in prison. This is not fun. This ain't fun when you just showed me a wonderful lifestyle. You know what I mean? So I definitely resonate with that. Where you're like, I didn't do nothing wrong. I was doing what you said do. I was out here speaking your word, trying to help people. You know, I'm out here doing Uber and blessing people for more than what they can pay me. Most $5 rides, people got a $1,000 experience riding with me because I was blessing people with my energy and my vibes and me speaking prophetic words over them and encouraging them and stuff. And I'm like... You, you you didn't put me back in prison. I don't understand where I can't really fend for myself. I got to depend on others. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I'm in prison in my own world right now. Um, as I record this podcast, absolutely, I'm, I'm still in that prison phase. Right? But, but the beautiful part of his story, well, not just his story, all of their stories is, is at the end. You know, it all did come into fruition. Joseph went from the, um, uh, what they call it, from the pit to the palace in one day, right? In one day. Same thing with Job. I'll just piggyback on him real quick. It's kind of the same thing kind of with Joseph, but a little bit different where all in one season, Job had everything taken from him. And like I said, I kind of feel that that's just the season I've been in where God took it all. He took both cars. I got evicted from my house. Girl left me. You know, just he took it all and he kind of took my self-worth. I ain't gonna lie. Like in losing things, you start to lose yourself a little bit because you're like, wait a fucking minute. Am I really that? Am I really that guy? I thought I was that guy. You called me to be that guy. I don't feel like that guy. You took everything away, but I get it. Sometimes you got to take necessarily just the material, but I understand is your faith and your love. Is it in me or is it in these things? And I will say when I was, like I said, I was, I was doing okay. I wasn't, you know, rich or nothing, but I was, I was okay. I was cool. I was, like I said, I was, I was cool. I was cool. Um, stable, you know what I mean? But, and in that time of being stable and whatnot, God was not a priority. Now, like I said, Job's situation is different. He didn't do nothing wrong. He, it was almost like God and the devil was betting on him, which is some bullshit if you ask me. God was like, look at that one. I bet you can't do nothing to that one. Uh, the devil was like, what? Bet. Bet. What we betting, cuz? What we betting? I'm going to fuck him up. Right. Only, only one condition God had was you can't touch him physically, right? But everything else you can do. And I'm like, that's some bullshit, God. That's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. But and the devil did. The devil, devil took everything. His his kids, his wife died. Uh, his crops failed. He lost all his money. He took it all, right? But it's all about testing your faith. In every story, every story is literally about testing faith. Literally, it's about testing faith. From Noah, he had to, his faith was tested when nothing was happening, when no rain was coming, do you still build, okay? Moses' faith was tested when you got Pharaoh behind you, right? 
you got a, a mountain over here, a mountain over here. Oh, I'm pointing like y'all can see. You got a mountain to the left. You got a mountain to the right. <laughs> and you got Pharaoh and them coming behind you. And here's the beautiful part. Sometimes the battle is not to be fought by you. Because I remember in looking deeper into the story. Joe, I mean, um, um, Moses' men was like, hey, cuz, let's, let's pick up our knives, some rocks. We, we ain't going down without a fight. They was ready to fight it to the death. Moses was like, nah, that ain't the word I got from God. And then, you know, he opened up the sea and they walked across. But it was by faith to trust that he didn't have to fight that battle. The battle was already won. Not only did God open up the um, sea for him, they had to just, man, it's a sea. A sea is not one mile. No, they walked miles. I don't even know the calculation. I got to go do my research. But they walked, um, let's just say over 20 miles easily. A sea. It's a sea. It's an ocean. It's a sea to get from one side to the next. Huh? I ain't talking about no lake. They crossed the ocean, a sea. So, but here's the beautiful part in, in Moses' story. God, God drowned his troubles. So the thing that everybody was worried about and he, they was about to fight by them being patient and letting God do what God does. He fought the battle for them and he drowned all their troubles. So not only did they make it the victory, all their troubles got drowned by just having what? Faith. You go to Joseph. Every situation, Joseph had to have faith. When his brothers took his coat, beat him up, put him in the in the pit, sold him, you had to have faith that everything was going to work out. Like real faith. When you went from Pottersford House back to the prison, that took faith for you to be like, blood, the visions that you have for me are not matching my current reality. But he never complained. He had faith and believed that God was going to bring his vision into fruition. He did. He became the ruler over Egypt. He became the manager of Potiphar's, I mean, not Potiphar's house, of the Pharaoh's house. Just think about that. Think about that, that literally in one day, he went from, I'm a nobody. I wonder if this dream is going to come true. If he, I'm sure he didn't have that mind. I take that back. He went from just being in the pit with prisoners and did nothing wrong. And you got this vision of being this high figure and you got to have faith to get there have faith to get there right joe his whole story is just about faith if he would have withered and not trusted god or still was faithful to god or obedient to god god wouldn't have gave him double for his trouble i know y'all didn't heard that or you didn't been in any biblical situation with church folks right where they will say oh you about to get double for your trouble but it's real God will reward you for your faith. So those are the four I, I, I pretty much resonate with. And like I said, it was all about faith-based. Faith-based. And so I say God is looking for someone in these day and ages to show that kind of faith. Abraham kind of faith where he was about to sacrifice his son. Moses, Noah, Joseph, Job, who, whatever big figure you want to pick. You can go on and on and on, right? But it's up to you to resonate with what you resonate with. I don't know your full story. I don't know what you're going through. But that's why you got to do the meditation. Get closer to God. Remove certain entities from your life. A lot of the negativity, a lot of the mindless TV sometimes. Just go away from that stuff so you can actually hear what plan not only God got for you, you'll know then who, who to resonate with. Because you'll be like, hmm, that story is very similar to mine. Even though it's not tick for tat, it's similar. So... I said all that to say, you can't look at the biblical heroes as biblical heroes. Because the moment you put somebody on a pedestal, 
You diminish the power in you. And I always tell anybody who put me on a weight loss pedestal, stop that shit. Because you're just as powerful as me. You can lose as much weight as I did. You just got to have that same mindset, right? So all them biblical heroes, they're no better than you. Hell, you can even go to the MLKs, the, the Malcolm X, the Gandhi, the to Mother Teresa's. Then people are no better than you. They're human just like you. Jesus, I love, I love bringing this one up. If Jesus was God in human form, God in human form, and he was the son of God, and we were the children of, of God, how are we no different than Jesus? Now, I know some of y'all church people could be like, oh, that's black. No, no, no. That's y'all problem. Y'all put him too much on a pedestal. And you don't put yourselves up there with him. Jesus was just an example of what we should be and where we could be like. Be Jesus-like, Christ-like, right? What well, We will never amount to him, right? Or You know what I'm saying? But that's something to aim towards. So the moment you put somebody on a pedestal, you can't aim towards it because they're on a pedestal. And you're like, oh, I can't get there. So take them biblical people off them pedestals. Insert yourself. You are powerful. You are powerful more than what you know, right? So pick whatever figure you want to pick. And you'll see that at the end of the day, it's all faith-based. Every situation that God put all them people in was testing their faith. Just like your situations right now are testing your faith. Just think about that. Everything you're going through right now is just testing your faith. It's just a battle. Once you get through one hill, you got to go down that hill and get ready for the next uphill battle. All life is is a constant battle of going up a hill, going down a hill, going up a hill, going down a hill. You want to change hill to mountain because that sounds better? Fine. One mountain to the next mountain. You, you can have what they say, mountaintop moments in the valley. You can have valley moments at the mountaintop because it's just a circle. It's a cycle. That's all it is. So I want you to think of your life that way, that the Bible is just parables, stories for you to relate to, right? So you can have the faith to understand that you will get through this. And I will say this, your miracle may not look like God opening up a sea for you, or your miracle may not look like, um, 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 what's another kind of crazy one? Jonah and the whale, how he got spit, you know, uh, swallowed by the whale and spit out. Your miracle may not look like that stuff, our burning bushes, things of that nature. It may not look like that because once again, we're not in those times. The times that we are in are what? A lot of stuff is money oriented, money oriented. And I want y'all to understand that. God can give you all the money you want once you're obedient to what he said do. Once you start living in purpose with a purpose and maybe let go of the worldly things. How they say you're supposed to live in the world but not be of the world. All that means is, yeah, we live in 2020. Be on social media. Do this. Use that. But use it to your advantage to uplift God in whatever way he told you to uplift him. If that makes sense. Be the best version of you. You know what I mean? And watch the bag start chasing you. We have it so backwards. We put our faith in ourselves. We think we so bad. We the bosses. We did it all by ourselves. You're so arrogant and stupid. I mean, I don't mean this to say that to you, but I do. I want to challenge you to say, put your faith in a higher power. Put your faith in something bigger than you and watch the bigger blessings come. But that's the thing. All them people was selfless. They were selfless to their will and they went to God's will. But as long as your will is according to his will, he'll give you everything you want. Think about that. If what you're doing, if you say this is what, what, what's good, I'm supposed to be doing this, 
And that lines up kind of for what he had you to do. And it's not no, you know, to me, it's not no divine, like, oh, you had to do this. I think you come into yourself and then he'd be like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. I like that. I'm going to anoint at it. We're in a time where I'm like, we, he's just looking for people to revamp the Bible, right? Transformation Church is a great one. Shout out uh, Pastor Michael Todd. If you haven't seen that series called Crazy Faith, it's a good one to go watch. But we need crazy faith in these days and not crazy faith for the stuff that y'all think. Most of it is for the material stuff, but you need crazy faith before the material stuff. So when you do get the fame and glory and all that, you don't lose yourself. That's typically why God knocks you down to nothing. So he sees what you made of. What happens when you get put in the fire? Do you come out? smelling like a diamond or you come out burnt as shit it's all based on your faith the hebrew boys went through that fire they came out untouched came out better than when they went in you know what i mean because you know, i know you're asking why do i think that because they went through a furnace and did get burnt you think you can go through something like that and not be stronger wiser better and have even more faith than before hmm daniel and the lion's den Mm -hmm. How they say they threw me to some wolves. I came back leading the leader. That's the kind of faith we need to have. If God throws you in a lion's den, uh, a wolf den, any kind of den, any kind of animals, you got to have the faith that, you know what? I'm strong enough to not only deal with this, I'm strong enough to conquer this, right? I want you to thrive in a season you're supposed to survive in. That's typically what we're doing is we're surviving. But God has called us to thrive. And how do you thrive? It's all based off of faith and living in his will. Or living, excuse me, in the will according to his plan for you. Um, so you pick whatever figure works for you. And like I said, you may have a few characters that resonate with you. I got four. And I tap into each one when I need to tap into it. When I'm in building mode and I don't feel like... You know, my dream is about to come into fruition because of the negative energy around me. I got to look at my boat and go, the, the water ain't came because I ain't done with the boat. So in troubling times where I'm waiting on my blessing and it ain't there yet, I'm like, clearly I'm not done with my boat. Because if I was done building my ark, God was sending the rain. Or, or, I, or I haven't gathered all the animals he want me to gather. You know what I mean? Or when I'm when my back's against the wall and I'm like, you know what? I have the power to open up a sea and free so many people so I can't get down on myself because if I get down on myself, we all go die. So I got to I gotta sometimes have that mental mindset to go a little bit higher and go, it's not about me, it's about the people behind me that got to walk through this sea, man. So if I lose faith, they go lose faith, so I can't lose faith, you feel me? Joseph, the whole prison thing is the best analogy. I'm just sitting in prison and I'm just... You know, I'm just prophesizing, I'm interpreting dreams, I'm putting out good energy, I'm working on things, I'm putting out products. I'm waiting on that day to go from the pit to the palace, and I saw it, it's coming, and it's going to be amazing, right? Joe, double for your trouble. What do you do when God takes everything away? And I'm not saying he's going to take your family away, but there is going to come a time if you're chasing a dream, he's going to take away all of the extra stuff holding you back. Either your ego, your pride, your material stuff, your generational curses still put on you. You're going to have to go through a singular season of having nothing where you are by yourself. It's just you and God. And he goes, see, what are you made of at that point? But it's all for your greater good. It's all a test because once you get through the test, you're living that much better life. Right. 
So this is just for my person who's going through whatever they're going through. I'm telling you, pick somebody in the Bible that you can resonate with and live that faith-filled life. That's how you take your life to the next level. Is you take on not just the biblical ones, take on your end. For my black people, for them people that went through slavery, right? For them people that fought for us to have what we have today, you are letting them down when you don't rise up to what they called us to be, right? So you got to have the faith to know that if God called you to go from A to B, you got to have the faith in between that time from getting to A to B that you go make it. This is the best way I can describe it. Is if you can see a future version of yourself, you can see it clearly and you can feel the vibrations in your soul and in your heart. That's a future version of you, right? Looking back in the past at a memory of us right now so we're just a memory you are not what you are right now you are just a memory waiting to get to your future version of you think of it that way you just got to survive the present so you can say this was a memory i promise you everybody that was going through whatever they was going through it didn't feel good at the time i promise you it didn't feel good you asked job it felt good when he lost everything nope you asked uh, Joseph, when he was sitting in that prison, did it feel good after he had these visions of him being in this high place? Nope. You asked Moses when he had all them people down him and he, oh, what we gonna do, Moses? It didn't feel good when we finally get to somewhere we can't make it to the promised land because y'all don't have faith that we gonna make it there. That don't feel good to be like, God, I didn't walk y'all through this sea and y'all still don't have the faith to trust that we gonna get to the promised land. Or it don't feel good to put in over thousands of nails. I'ma just, I don't know how many nails Noah had to put in the ark. I don't, I don't know. But I'm sure it didn't feel good when everybody left him and he was nailing the shit by himself. I'm sure it didn't. So you pick whatever biblical figure works for you. Like I said, those are the four that works for me. Okay. So we increase in our faith by going to our ancestors in the biblical time, but also taking in our ancestors that you can kind of really branch to as far as your lineage, right? If you if you have them back you, boy, you a bad mother shut your mouth, right? So, yes, Crazy Faith. If you haven't seen that series, go ahead and check it out. That's not where I got all these ideas from. He's a great person to go check out for sure. So go check out Pastor uh, Pastor Michael Ty of Transformation Church, Crazy Faith. But that's the time we're living in. You got to have crazy faith. Are you going to be the person that God can say, yes, he's rewriting the Bible for me using his faith. And people don't have to look to Abraham and them. Can they look to you and be like, oh, I see God in you. Don't look to Abraham. Abraham's old as hell. And he, I know he, he, mm, he ancient time. But can they look to you and say, oh, I see God in you. That's a good question, right? Can people see God in you? That's all about faith. Yep. So as always, we're changing the mind, body, soul. Marathon continues. I want y'all to live in mama mentality. Bless up and what I say.